So, can your daughter live in a home that you purchase with a VA loan if you don't live in the home yourself? Are there going to be some HOA rule changes courtesy of the state of Georgia? Rivermore Park is going to be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, so if you live anywhere in Swanee or Johns Creek or Duluth or Lawrenceville, you want to pay attention to that. And is it really worth spending even one dime prepping a house for sale? My name is Cleve Gaddis, and you're listening to Your Move Atlanta where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typically associated with one of life's biggest investments. And we want to talk to you. That's right. We want to talk to you. Go to yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, atlanta.com. Ask questions, make comments, push back, share ideas, Visit with us today, no matter how big or small the comment is, no no matter whether you think it makes sense or you think it's crazy, let's talk. Maybe we can help you make better decisions when it comes to buying or selling real estate. You're listening to Your Move Atlanta on AM640, Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. Are you anxious about using VA mortgage benefits for someone else in your family if you're not going to live in your home? Does that worry you if you're a veteran, if you're currently in the service or you're a retired veteran? Well, it should. It should worry you. And I got about 40,000 reasons why it should worry you. But let me go to a listener question. This is from Leon in Doraville. He says, I am entitled to a VA loan. That is probably because he was honorably discharged, Alfie, from the U.S. military. And I want to be able to use this benefit to purchase a home for my daughter, but I will not live for her. Will not live with her. Not live for her. We all live for our daughters. (laughs) I live for my daughters. It says, am I entitled to do this? And the answer is no. And the answer is, you can get in trouble for doing that. Now, I could not find the specific fine, but somebody told me that if you lied on a VA mortgage application, that the fine was $40,000, Alfie, if they caught you. So that's 40,000 reasons not to tell them you're going to live in a home that you're not going to live into. So I'm going to read for you from VA, the VA pamphlet 26-7, which was revised in 2012. It says, The law requires a veteran obtaining a VA-guaranteed loan to certify that he or she intends to personally occupy the property as his or her home. As of the date of certification, whenever they sign the documents, the veteran must either, you got two choices, personally live in the property as his or her home or intend upon the completion of the loan and acquisition of the dwelling to personally move into the property and use it as his or her home within a reasonable time. So you're thinking, okay, well, reasonable time. Man, maybe that gives me a little window. Maybe the government thinks two years is a reasonable time. I'll buy it. I'll let my daughter live there for two years, and I'll live in the property after two years, the problem is, is this VA pamphlet 26-7 goes on to say occupancy within a reasonable time means specifically within 60 days after the loan closes. So if Leon in Dorville thinks he's going to buy a property for his daughter, and by the way, he might be willing to take the risk. I'm not going to tell him he should or shouldn't. I'm going to tell him the VA is not going to like it if the VA finds out. But he's going to have to move into the house himself within 60 days. Now, it says more than 60 days may be considered reasonable if both the following conditions are met. Number one, 
The veteran certifies that he or she will personally occupy the property as his or her home at a specific date after the loan closing, and there is a particular future event that will make it possible for the veteran to personally occupy the property as his or her home on a specific future date. Under no circumstances can their possession be delayed past 12 months. Now, occupancy or intent to occupy by the spouse or the dependent child, we might be hearing something different now, satisfies the occupancy requirement, but only for a veteran who is on active duty and cannot personally occupy the dwelling within a reasonable period of time. It says occupancy by the spouse may also satisfy the requirement if the veteran cannot personally occupy the dwelling within a reasonable time due to distant employment other than military service. It also says that single or married service members, while deployed from their permanent duty station, are considered to be in a temporary duty status and able to meet the occupancy requirements even if they can't live in the home. So if you're <laughs> thinking about getting a VA loan and letting one of your children live in the home without you living there and that makes you nervous... My suggestion is if you want to sleep with confidence at night, that you probably don't want to do that. And really, you can get a conventional loan that would allow you to have it as an investment or a second property so somebody else could occupy the property. And you might not pay any additional expenses than you would than you, that you would pay with a VA loan. So, uh, Leon, I hope that uh, clarifies for you. Uh, you can, but I wouldn't. And the VA says you shouldn't. Hey, got a couple quick Georgia legislative updates for you. I don't mean to scare you, but these are a couple of things that your illustrious legislators are working <laughs> on down at the state capitol that have to do with homeowners associations. Now, this first one I'm going to give you hasn't even been voted on yet by the House, but I think it's very interesting. This is HB 71. It is a bill to be entitled, meaning they have not given the bill a title yet. So we don't know what the name of it is. And it is known as the Lawful Expression of Speech Act. I like lawful expression of speech. Yeah. Don't you? It's good. If you live in a homeowners association and your homeowners association says you cannot have signs in your yard other than a predetermined real estate sign, so they won't let you put any kind of sign in your yard, and it's not unusual for homeowners associations to, to restrict that. Did you know this? Oh, I, I That's me, I bothering you. I just, I'm just tired of the, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I understand what the homeowners association is but supposed to on. do. But hold on. When I'm, you hear why they want to lift the restriction, uh, there's a little something going on. It says... During the 30 days preceding any primary election, general election or special election or other election or referendum, any provision in a declaration that prohibits the placement of three or fewer signs that do not each exceed six square feet in surface area on any lot shall be void and unenforceable. So the Lawful Expression of Speech Act would stop the HOAs from limiting your ability to put up signs as long as they were political signs. Okay. So I'm not sure if it's going to pass or not. Hasn't even been voted on by the House. I think that's a little bit self-serving, if you ask me, uh, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> there is another law that is being proposed. This is also a bill that is to be entitled, uh, and it 
prohibits an HOA from restricting a current landlord's ability to rent their property. So if you're in an HOA and the HOA has a two-thirds vote and decides to change their bylaws and say you can no longer rent properties in that neighborhood, whoever is currently renting, provided they're renting long-term, six months or longer, so not VRBO, um, what's the other uh, uh, online app that people use to rent properties? I can't even think of it right now. Not uh, VRBO. I, Whatever. I don't know. As <laughs> long as you're renting long term, then you have the ability as the landlord, and as long as you own the property, it's proposed that you would have the ability to continue to rent that property. Now, that is a significant change. There's a lot of landlords out there who have HOAs change rules on them, and then they can't rent their property. If you want to sell your property but you feel stuck and you think the coronavirus has shut you down or forced you to sell for less or that it might take too long for you to sell and you'll miss your time frame, well, the coronavirus might have actually helped you. And I think we can show you how to get $28,000 more for your home than what your neighbor sold their home for and make your timing work out perfectly. And I think we can ensure that the process is safe for everyone, especially you and your family. Just visit yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, atlanta.com, and click on $28,000 more to unlock your home's full value and to make timing a non-issue. But be careful, though, and don't click unless you absolutely want to sell for $28,000 more than your neighbor. Again, it's yourmoveatlanta.com, and click on $28,000 more. If you want to ask us questions or make comments or push back, share ideas or just visit with us or if you just want to be friends go to yourmoveatlanta.com y-o-u-r-m-o-v-e atlanta.com also that's where you can download our podcast and if you listen on uh, apple podcast or stitcher or google podcast or whatever you listen to you can actually subscribe to the podcast right there you're listening to am640 which is atlanta's home to fox news radio and again you're listening to your move atlanta if you're anything like me, you want to know what's going on with home values in your neighborhood. Wouldn't it be awful, Alfie, if home values were, let's just say, going backwards in your neighborhood and you didn't know anything about it? I would like to know that information. In fact, you're going to sell your home soon, and yes. it's important that values be higher now than they were a couple of years ago, certainly higher now than 10 years ago or 8 years ago or whenever you moved into the home. It's been almost 15 years. 15 years. Yes, so you sir. want to make sure you can sell it for more now than you could 15 years ago. Well, each week, and you're fully aware of this, Alfie, we pick one specific Metro Atlanta neighborhood to feature in our neighborhood spotlight. And now we've been getting questions from listeners saying, hey, feature my neighborhood. So Calvin in Swanee, and I'm guessing he lives in Rivermore Park or someplace close, says, would you please run a spotlight on Rivermore Park off Moore Road in Swanee? I think it's the most beautiful area of North Atlanta. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I definitely think there's a plant going on here. I think <laughs> Mr. Calvin's trying to advertise Rivermore Park. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. There are 400 or 500 people who live in Rivermore Park, and all of those people should believe that is the best place to live in listen, Atlanta. You, and hey, he's right. It's beautiful. Listen, if he's smart enough to figure out a way to get his uh, neighborhood mentioned, I mean, you can't, you got to give him a He did it. Well, all he's right got there. to do is go to yourmoveatlanta.com, click on Neighborhood neighborhood Spotlight. We can't feature every single neighborhood, but we get most of the requests that come in, yourmoveatlanta.com, click on Neighborhood Spotlight, and you can nominate your own neighborhood to be mentioned. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at Rivermore Park. We're going to look at average sales prices, Alfie, for the last three years, and we're going to determine is the market going in the right direction, is it staying stable, or is it going in the wrong direction? In 2017, there were 23 homes in the neighborhood. Now, there are 442 homes, so about 5% of the homes in the neighborhood sold. 
They took 37 days on average to sell, and the average sales price was $575,000. Now, that's just exactly the same average sales price as in your neighborhood. That would mm -hmm. be 575000 Actually, yeah. yours is $1.575 million. Yeah. But, I'm know. sorry, I forgot. So in 2018, there were 18 homes sold. Now, it went from 23 homes sold in 2017 to 18 homes sold in 2018. took 61 days to sell. went from 37 to 61 days. But the price went up to $597,000. Price went up $22,000 on average in wow. one year. Oof. That's pretty powerful. Then I was looking at 2019. You think prices continue to go up, Alfie, or do you think they softened a bit? Just guess. I, maybe, I think they made a soft, softened a bit. Like, well... You'd be wrong. Ah, well, you know. I set you up, though. That was not fair. That's okay. From 2018 to 2019, home values went from 597, 597,000 up to 612,000. Nice. So they went up another, what is that, 15,000. So in 2019, there were 25 homes sold, back up close to 2017's numbers. 52 days is how long it took to sell each one. The low price in the neighborhood was 432,000, the high price, 785,000. So you've got quite a range there. The elementary school is Level Creek, middle school North Gwinnett, and high school is North Gwinnett as well. There are currently nine homes available on the market, which means there's four months' worth of inventory, which means you are at the low end of a balanced market. If you have under four months' worth of inventory, we say it is a seller's market. Four and five months' worth of inventory, we say it is a balanced market. And over five months' worth of inventory, we say it is a buyer's market. There are 442 homes in the neighborhood, which means from 2012, when prices were at their all-time low, certainly since the start of the Great Recession, to 2019, homeowner equity in the neighborhood increased $65 million. Alfie, homeowner equity increased $65 million. If you are planning to buy a home and you don't want to monkey around with your kid's education, ha, 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 or the school's <laughs> effect on home values, Go to yourmoveatlanta.com and click on the School Gym link. Every public high school in Metro Atlanta is there. You can get a full report on the school and all the demographic information you want, real estate values, average sizes of homes, educational attainments of parents, household income, the whole nine yards. Only place you can get those. Only place you can get those in the world. Yourmoveatlanta.com. Click on School Chimp link. Also, if you're going to search for homes, do it like Kimber does. Kimber's Alfie's wife, and she uses SureMLS.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com, and she does it because she doesn't want to miss any listings, which is, I'm sure, exactly the way you feel as well. If you're getting ready to list your home and you're afraid, I mean like totally afraid, petrified of making bad decisions and making a poor investment, like who wants to spend a dollar, Alfie? on fixing up their home and get 25 cents back. Yeah. Who wants to spend a dollar and well, get 50 yeah. cents back? Makes no sense. This is a question from Debbie and Bill in Johns Creek. It says, we're getting ready to prepare our home to put on the market to sell this summer. Should we just leave the home as is and let the buyer make changes based on their preferences after closing? And the answer is no. A lot of times sellers are worried about doing any customization or updating to their home, Alfie, because they think that they'll make decisions or make choices that the buyer will not like. Well, the solution to that is to allow somebody who understands buyer preferences like a real estate professional who sells a lot of homes in that neighborhood to help you make decisions on what paint colors to use and carpet and whatever you're doing from an upgrade standpoint. So whether you, and Alfie, I want you to pay close attention to this because this is an interesting concept. Whether you spend the money to make the upgrades prior to listing the home or not, you pay two or three dollars for every dollar you don't spend. So if your home needs 
$2,000 worth of work, Alfie, mm-hmm. and you don't do it, then my estimation is that the home will sell for four to $6,000 less than it would have otherwise sold for. Makes sense. If yeah. you spend, Alfie, the $2,000 and you spend it correctly, then my estimation is it will sell for four dollars to $6,000 more than it otherwise would. So don't worry and be afraid and anxious and eager about making a mistake or bad decision when investing in your home to get it prepared to sell. Get your advice from somebody who can tell you exactly what the buyer pool out there is looking for and then just do what the buyer pool is looking for. So if they like grayish walls, then give them grayish walls. If you like tan, but somebody's telling you the buyer pool likes something that's more gray, just go ahead and put something out there that is more gray. Because if you make the right decisions, then you'll be optimistic. And you'll be optimistic about having more potential buyers fall in love with your home. And if you make it look more like 2020 or 2021 decorating, there's a good chance more buyers will fall in love with your home. If you want to sell your home but you feel stuck, you feel like the coronavirus might force you to sell for less, or that it'll take too long and you'll miss your time frame, well, you might be wrong. Let us show you at Gaddis Partners Remax Center how to get $28,000 more for your home than what your neighbor sold their home for and make your timing work out perfectly and ensure that everyone in the process stays safe, especially you and your family. Visit yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, atlanta.com, and click on $28,000 more to unlock your home's full value full value and make timing a non-issue, but be careful. Don't click on that link unless you really want to sell your home for $28,000 more. Just remember, it is yourmoveatlanta.com and click on $28,000 more. If you like what you're hearing, please go to yourmoveatlanta.com, subscribe to the podcast, and recommend it. Friends and family, we don't mind at all. Alfie, we want more people to listen. And you've listened to Your Move Atlanta, which is where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts, so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typical with life's biggest investments because we don't want you, if you're buying or selling a home, to learn anything at closing or after that you should have learned before.